How can you build your contacts, influence, and email list? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of building your influence and email list learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you... Well, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, and just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Man, we got a big episode coming at you today. Today, Lois Kofi is going to share not only her story, but some amazing tips from getting out of a toxic industry to a huge pivot that she did during the start of the COVID situation. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next week's interview episode guest, who's a successful entrepreneur, an award-winning filmmaker, a published author, a tech startup expert, and a classically trained violinist. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal, business, and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates. And go. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family. Today we're joined by Lois Kofi. Now, Lois is a professional speaker, a trainer, a coach, an Ironman triathlete, and has coached thousands of people in business and healthy lifestyles for the last 22 years. But last year, like so many of us, Lois, Lois, Lois had to pivot. <laughs> you see, she didn't have an email list, she didn't have a podcast. She didn't have an online tribe because for the 20 years leading up to last year, she had been focused on face-to-face sales. But fear not, she went from zero sales online to five figures a month in less than six months. And now coaches and speakers everywhere hire her to do the same, pivoting in six months to guarantee they live their best life. Now, Lois is really passionate about sharing her story and resources through her top 20 podcasts. Lois is a mom of three. She's happily married. Sorry, guys. Uh, Lois leads by example by only working nine months out of the year and taking those other three months off, utilizing the tools that she shares with her clients. Maybe she'll give us a little peek into those too. And when she can, Lois loves to travel the globe with her family. And I can attest to that because I was just on her podcast and she was in Cabo. What's up with that? Lois has become a highly sought after expert in recruiting, selling, and developing sales leaders for many companies. But you know what? I, I need to stop giving away a farm here, give her some story to tell. So let's get to the pivot gal herself. Lois, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Oh, it's so good to see you again. And I, I had to chuckle because uh, travel the world with my family. I went to Cabo by myself and it was- Oh awesome. no. <laughs> but you gotta do that from time to time. A little, little, a little solo time. self-care is a beautiful yes. thing. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm super excited to be here and uh, just after having you on my show. So I'm excited. 
Yeah, and you know, we we just got finished chatting about you did this special edition of your podcast, a uh, dedication to Prince and his five year anniversary, unfortunately of his passing. But uh, that was really cool to listen to all those stories. Yeah, a lot of fun. It it is about those stories and relationships and those those people that shape our lives, right? It's a uh, it's right. amazing, amazing musicians or coaches or whatever. But anyway, I, I babbled on so much about your uh, about you and your intro. I want to step back and shut up, uh, step back from the mic here. And for you to tell us your story, the good, the bad, the ugly, the road traveled to bring you where you are today and why you love doing what you do so much. Oh, well, do we have an hour? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I'm getting pretty good at sharing it, though, because I recognize that there's so many people that have been through so much in this past year with the pandemic and, and kind of kind of an interesting segue from like Prince's childhood was really traumatic. And I, he used his music to share that with the world. And and I identified with him because I also had a real, um, kind of intense childhood. It was a good childhood, uh, but I ended up being raised by a single dad on a farm in Iowa, had an older brother and was really a tomboy from the word go. And part of that in kind of the kind of bittersweet, painful part is my mom had been a diagnosed lifetime adult uh, and I was the youngest of four. So by the time, you know, I was coming around, I was actually in foster care right away because, you know, she wasn't well. Mm. And through that journey, um, I had a, a few different experiences with an older brother who was my babysitter and just life, life was interesting. We kind of raised ourselves. Um, so to, to keep a really long story as short as I can, I decided I love sports so much. I wanted to go to college for journalism, be journalism and work for ESPN. So that was my, my background and student athlete played ball in college and really wanted to be that roving reporter going into the, the locker room, you know, at halftime, getting the, right. the skinny with the, you know, sweaty naked or half naked athletes as it were. <laughs> There's a benefit and, in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you decide um, what that is. But anyway, I actually got kind of tainted by the industry. In fact, um, so much so when I was getting into it and I was a marathon runner, you know, still an athlete doing marathons and all this kind of stuff. And my coworkers were like, Lois, you're so young. I was 21 at the time and very impressionable when they were telling me things like you're going to have to sleep your way to the top to get mm. anywhere in sports journalism as a woman, especially at ESPN. And just seeing, you know, the, the toxicity, um, the cutthroatness, yeah. my coworkers actually said, Lois, why don't you get out of this industry while you can? Um, you have a future. You have, there's something about you. Um, you need to go and maybe find something else. And so I quit the very next month and it was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And so I landed um, an assistant job for a real estate agent in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, and I was actually very easily trained by him and kind of like, this is easy. This is fun. And he's like, you know what, you should get your real estate license. So the rest, as they say, is history. Right. I got into sales um, at the age of 21 and just really, really, I don't know, it was just so much fun. It wasn't like work. And I was like, oh, I can make my own hours instead of that that desk job that they wanted me to work overnights. Mm -hmm. I loved the time freedom and was doing marathons. I quickly made six figures and didn't realize that, you know, I had hired a coach, which is a great decision. Uh, it was 500 bucks a month at that time. I was like, oh my God, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's more than my rent money. But my mentor did that. And I sat next to his desk and he was making sales calls. And he was calling what we called in the real estate industries, expired listings and FISBOs for sale by owners. Mm -hmm. So guess what? I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just going to do the same thing. And 
I, I really excelled very, very quickly. And I moved to Arizona knowing not a single person. And guess what? I excelled very quickly using what I now teach, fast forward to today, basic lead generation, building trust and rapport, turning strangers into friends. You know, you got the how to win friends and influence people book that's old school, but um, I really love building relationships and finding a need and filling it. I never thought sales was a square word. And by the age of 25, I was actually not working nights and weekends, which is almost unheard of for a real estate agent. Right. I was making multiple six figures a year. I had a team. Um, I was starting to think about a mortgage company and I was training in my real estate office. My broker was like, you gotta, you gotta teach some of these lead generation tactics. And what I was talking about at that time, you know, work-life balance, cause I didn't work nights and weekends. Mm-hmm. I went and trained and did marathons. I was also a running coach. I coached thousands of runners from couch to 5k to marathons during time. And I had this dream that I was going to be a millionaire by the time I was 30. So you can about imagine when the recession hit Phoenix, Arizona, because that's where I was living. Oh my gosh. Um, Within six months, things just quit. Like it was kaput, like nothing was selling. And I ended up being um, the naive farm girl from Iowa that I was. I had personally guaranteed everything in my my business partners quickly skipped town. Um, I had my bank accounts cleaned out. Um, I had my credit destroyed. My phone was going off the hook, 20 calls a day from creditors um, until I couldn't pay my phone bill and my phone got shut off. That was amazing. I was like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a silver lining in that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then of course I had foreclosures because our investment properties were uh, all in my name and my mortgage company. Mm. I mean, you can see this. So I was essentially homeless other than uh, sleeping on floors, futons, spare bedrooms, um, which got old after a while. So I, I picked up what little I had left, threw it in my Nissan Xterra, and I drove to Southern California to sleep on the floor of my stepbrother's studio apartment in Pacific Beach and was really like, how the hell did I get here? What am I going to do for the rest of my life? And I I didn't realize because I was on that hamster wheel of sales success and Mm -hmm. doing triathlons. Oh, by the way, in the meantime, living at Starbucks, being wined and dined, because that's what you did in the real estate heydays, right? Mm-hmm. You, you paid for everything and in, in, in credit cards and you went out, never ate a meal at home. And I didn't realize how sick I actually was until I slowed down. And mm. then I started downward spiral into depression, anxiety, um, had a lot of digestive issues since I was a kid. That's kind of a short story why I call my podcast healthy and wealthy and wise because I realized even though I was doing marathons, I never really cared about my nutrition. I never really got into meditation, all of the things that I now was open to. And, you know, truth be told, because I love sharing this story, because I feel like a lot of people don't want to talk about mental health, there's a stigma. Mm-hmm. about saying I'm depressed. You know, my mom was a schizophrenic. So my right. whole childhood, I lived in fear of what could I become like her? Right. That was always, yeah. always somewhere in my subconscious. And so sure enough, when I had my first suicidal thoughts, and then a friend of mine had committed suicide in 2006. And I was like, that makes total sense. And people were like, whoa, Lois, are you, yeah. are you okay? Right. And I was just like, yeah, 
And I don't think I want to go the path my mom went, which was pharmaceuticals and all of the things, right? right. I, I was terrified. Terrified. Mm -hmm. And so I went the path of the holistic journey. And so there's, you know, it took me five years to clean up my health. Back into that, I got into health and fitness. But I want to take a step back, though, at the same time, at that fork in the road where I was homeless, lost everything. I still had this dream. I still had this desire to be a speaker and a sales coach. But I had some really negative people in my life, including family members who said, you just filed for bankruptcy. That's, that's wrong. You're a bad person. Um, you had a major failure. You know, you can't go out and now speak coach and help people in sales. That's what they said. That was their, I even had my real estate coach because I was still trying to get some coaching in real estate to determine if I was going to stick with it. And my last coaching session with him, I couldn't pay him anymore. He was like, who are you going to teach? Who are you going to coach? Essentially, who's going to listen to you? Right. And I bought into their BS. And I do believe that was part of the reason why I manifested an autoimmune disease in my throat. I was afraid to speak my truth. I was ashamed. I was just broken, shattered, and decided, you know what? I'm not worthy of that. I'm just going to put my tail between my legs and just go find something else, which at that time was motherhood, amazing, amazing, amazing spiritual awakening journey, got into meditation, got into all of the holistic things, started a personal training studio, moved back to Minneapolis at this time and really thought I was happy. But when I look back, I realized I squashed a that really was mine and I was just too afraid to pursue it. So it was around that same time, I had someone who told me, Lois, you should start an email list or such a good writer, you, know, you should blog. And so I, I kind of dabbled in that. And that mm -hmm. was when I was thinking sales training. And then I, I just let that wayside and I had a client. I did have one coaching client at that time who was a copywriter. And he even said, Lois, I'm doing copy for email accounts. You should consider doing that. Mm -hmm. And again, I had all these fears, all of these, like, who's going to want to be on my email list? What am I going to say? Because I'm a loser, right? That was how I was feeling at that time. Right. And he's like, but you don't understand. I have a mentor who does this. He writes an email and he makes 10 grand. So instead of going um, on a vacation on credit and debt, which we'll do to do that, right. um, he just has this asset, this email list where he sends amazing, his clients love him. They buy his stuff and he's doing great. And again, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not. <laughs> so I say all that to say, fast forward to last year in 2020, two years ago, I decided I'm tired of selling for other people. I, I finally said enough is enough. I want to hang my own shingle. I want to with Lois and create my own sales train coaching business. And so I started the process. I got a certification back in 18, ready to go full throttle mm -hmm. to launch. Then a couple wah, of events wah, wah. happened, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> my brother suddenly died at the age of 49, dropped oh. dead on his kitchen floor in February. Of and then we all know what happened at the end of February, beginning March, pandemic hit. And I became a homeschool teacher, never having been. Keep in mind at this time, I had zero people in my email list. I still was negative about it. I had zero landing pages. I had zero online presence, except for Facebook profile and zero digital offers a podcast and then dun 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 my mom got sick nowhere and died like two weeks later oh. and so and i believe it was of a broken heart you know she yes was the lifelong schizophrenic but her body was fine you know mm -hmm. there was no quote unquote medical reason it was natural causes so mm -hmm. here i am wrestling with these two past souls i had had a friend commit suicide just before that on top else and so i was a wreck I, I don't know how you're still here right now <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna put it out there like that oh my god 
God. Exactly. And, and, and because of my journey, I, I, um, I've, I've obviously worked on myself incredibly a lot. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, I got to figure this out and really looking at my coaches, my mentors. That's actually how I I eventually met you. I got into a podcasting program, the Atkinson and was able to launch that top 20 podcast. But up until then I was kind of going alone, uh, figuring things out, making stuff up as I went, but remembered 2007 when my coaching client and said, I should start an email list. There is money in the email list. And I was like, you know what? I've always had uh, an affinity for Harvey McKay, um, how to win, not sorry, how to um, swim with the sharks uh, getting eaten alive. I don't know his books. I do. But when he was 18 and he's from Minnesota, so I heard the story a lot. But when he left, you know, for school, his dad said, this is the only advice I'm going to give you, son. Make a lot of relationships. Go for 10,000. In other words, have a big CRM client or have a big list, have a big mm-hmm. Rolodex, whatever, whatever terminology makes sense to you out there. And, it's, and I was like, I've always had a pretty sizable client relationship manager database, mm-hmm. but I never had an email list. So I quickly pivoted, recognizing I can't do this face-to-face, but um, I'm also, um, I got to find leverage. So I went all in. Um, I built a list from zero to 2000, um, started weekly webinars. Sometimes it was exhaustive, but I, I built my offers through that process. I had heard Russell Bronson's story, how he went nine months without any sales. And then he created a webinar that made him just a nice 2 billion. I was like, there might be something there. Yeah. Right. It and so, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so over those months, I went from, you know, again, that, that zero to 5,000 NLS to $0. None of the stuff that I mentioned earlier, podcasts, numbers, numbers, and, and got to five figures a month and has have happily, gratefully, humbly been able to main that, maintain that. So I, I created a list building course and a specific mission based lead generation focused. I don't teach or do Facebook ads. I don't, I don't do the, the, the kind of paid advertising stuff that I know is, is big um, sure. for a lot of coaches and a lot of people out there. But for me, it, it goes back to my farming days growing mm-hmm. up on a farm. And I saw my dad, the virtual handshake now, right? Where you just right. connect people, yeah. not just communicate, not just spam, but just really connect. And by sharing my story, like having all of that that pain and going to therapies, I understand I could now meet people similar stuff. Like yeah. if, if some had COVID or they lost their job or they, they lost their mind or their health or someone they love died, you know, I could actually, instead of being that salesperson who's using the scripts and who's, right. you know, just, oh, I'll just, I'll follow up with you in a couple months and I'll put you on my tickler file. Yeah. It's, it's more than that. It's, it's about really connecting of service course for me. That email list created so much inbox money, so many to serve people on a bigger scale and make money while I sleep. I started taking weekends off again. Nice. I started turning the phone off by 6.30 again. And I was even able to take a whole week off at Christmas, allowing my VAs to maintain things and still, sure. you know, a few thousand dollars while I was on my Christmas break. Going back to going back to my true north, my center of don't be a hamster holic. Right. Life is short. And want to live it, embrace it, enjoy it, and experience it because when your day is up, a family may die or someone gets sick. It's those important things that 2020 helped too. Um, so I really like to share that with people. You know, the the mental, physical, spiritual side of lives is is so critical to the success in our business. And now I'm back to where I started with the story in, in real estate, and it's real full circle. Nice. Wow. I, it was funny as I didn't know about three quarters of that. I mean, I knew some of your story because like you said, we were together in that in, in that group and everything. So I knew some of the things that motivated what you were doing, but 
wow, I, there's so much of that inside there. I mean, I really like how you shared about, well, I'm going to step back uh, and, and you were terrified of the meds. And uh, I, I can totally click with that because my mom was a bit of a, uh, well, not a bit of a, she was a clinically manic depressive and, uh, and she was diabetic. So in my younger years, um, she, she liked uh, to drink and it, I want to say she wasn't a, a drunk. I mean, she wasn't, but when she drank because of her, you know, physiological makeup, right? The chemicals start getting unbalanced and then the little tilt in her head would get off balance. I remember one time we were driving home. Uh, we lived out in Southern Germany at the time. And my dad was driving and uh, there was this one area in the woods that you could, you, know, you could look down. It was like the classic, ooh, look down into, and there's a little stream down there. She tried to jump out of the car. She literally you know, tried to unlock the door and jump out. And my dad is saying, keep the door locked, you know? And so my mom would reach, you know, this is, you know, the old cars. This is like the seventies. She had to reach behind her to lift the, the little latch and I'd be back there slapping it back down. I was like, what, nine, 10? And I still remember that very vividly growing up. And then as time went on, she got on a whole plethora of meds. And it's, it really, like you were saying, just made me, uh, I don't, yeah. I remember being in my 30s and I got a little bit of batch of gout in my toe. And I go in to see the doctor and he's like, well, here's what's going on. You got this thing and it's gout. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Well, we can give you this pill. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I, 30 years old i am not already starting to take pills so when you mentioned being afraid of the medications i was like uh, i totally feel there and uh, i want to go back to the um the piece you were talking about when you realized you had squashed a dream and, and first off there's so much to unpack in your story we're not going to get to it all right she couldn't tell her whole story ladies and gentlemen we're not going to be able to unpack it all that was but, the Cliff Notes version, as Paul yes. Hervey would say. That was yes. that was the rest of the right. story. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here typing out notes just so I can remember some things I wanted to ask. But that that piece. Do you remember what it is that made you think back to that vision that you had at one time that you realized? You know what? I totally just left that by the wayside. I think one of the, yeah. You know what? Um, a couple of things. So in 2018, my father died. Mm -hmm. And I such a work that I literally uh, begged my siblings that they were all alive at that time. Like, you know, hey, dad just died. I'm looking at my watch. You know, you better make sure his burial is not Saturday because I got a big. Right. And I won't go into all the details because it, it's all perfect. It's all beautiful. And, and, and at that time, I didn't realize how stuck I was in that wheel of mm -hmm. people pleasing, alcoholism, all that kind of stuff. It was a couple months later when I really was just sitting there. What the hell happened to me? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know, something's got to change. And that, that was a like a, a, a conscious thought, but I didn't make any big changes then. However, a year later, my husband and I moved back to Southern California, the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And there's something about it. Like um, in India, there's this, this saying, they they actually, uh, you know, simply joke about rolling stones, gather moss. They, they actually purposely, a lot of family move every years because of the energy in the house can get stuck. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and like bad juju, whatever they call it. I, I can't remember. I'm totally butchering Juju. We'll go with bad juju. I yeah. like that. <laughs> and so movement being across the country, all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I need to hire a coach I need to, I need help with this. So at that time I hired a coach who was 
trying to help me pack his mindset, all of that kind of stuff. And, mm -hmm. and he's like, Lois, you got so much to give. Why are, let's, let's get your sales training yeah. now. And I was actually in a mastermind session talking about goals. This was actually in January, the last and only in-person master we had. And we were all around the room sharing our goals and things that were holding us back. And I, I shared a years of launching for real this time, mm -hmm. my own shingle and people, amazing feedback. Like everyone saw my greatness, but me. And we had, we had a conversation about how I was allowing still 13 years later, those negative Nancy's and Nancy's spoke into my life yeah. very harshly and judged me according to their beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I just started crying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was in that moment that I consciously said, okay, here we go. And then of course the next month. And so it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I was just getting ready to ask if you thought it was those folks in your back that you mentioned those negative people. As you were telling the story, I'd almost heard the word saying you are a failure, not that you experienced a failure. And that's probably, I'm guessing, how you internalized it. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Sure. So, all right. So, okay, let's shake it off. Oh, okay. It's all, it's all good now, right? We we busted through the walls. You're like, I, I, I'm going after this. You jump mm -hmm. in full force, you hang your shingle, you start building an email list. You say, what was it? Zero to 2000, if I remember correctly. Months. In three months in, from, in three from months. April, okay. April okay. to June. I've done the email build list building thing for a number of years and it used to be a whole lot easier, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to date myself. I started building my first email list back in the days. Wow. Okay. So, oh. And back then, getting someone's email, it was easy. They were like, oh, okay, I'll just, they're handing it out like candy. Now, <laughs> if, if you wanted to get their phone number, right, or their address, it was a little different. Anyway, um, so the as people have gotten more savvy, um, it's, a, it's a little, I think, check me when I'm wrong here, mm -hmm. uh, it's a little, little tougher to get someone's email. You have, really have to bring the value. And they have mm -hmm. to see the value of what it is you're bringing mm -hmm. to to exchange that. Yeah. Um, what? Hmm, let's 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 start. With, I'm, I'm stumbling over my words here because I want to say this the right way. What great tip, other than what I just mentioned, uh, could you give the folks about? Okay, I'm going to build an email list. Here's the three things I have to remember. Otherwise, I'm going to be you know, bashing my head on a wall. Yeah, well, and I know this is maybe a, well, um, I want to give three, but just to reiterate, believing yourself and believing that you have value. Oh, yeah. Massively important. Sure. That, that, because if you don't, then you're going to let anybody and everybody in your list. So that's, that's just kind of the whole thing there. But I would say, you know, for me, what really helped was number one, starting with my warm market. Mm -hmm. meaning anybody that had already been a connection of mine in sometime in the last five to 10 years. Okay. Reconnecting with someone who would be someone that I could pick up the phone and call. They would see it's me. They would want to answer or they would text saying, oh my gosh, I'll talk to you, but I can't later. That that kind of thing. Okay. And if, you, if, you're, if yeah. someone's out there listening saying, oh my God, I don't know what that is. I don't have that. Don't worry. I got a backup for you. You're now listening to, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. She's got you guys. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I would also, uh, only because I've coached salespeople now for over 20 years, um, I, everyone has a warm market. If you have phone numbers in your phone, you've got a warm market. Yeah. Call the pizza guy if you have to, okay? He probably have him on speed dial by first name at this point. <laughs> but anyway, starting with people that already know, like, and trust you. And I, I have a, a essentially a sort and short and simple script for that. You know, knowing, obviously, maybe I should have said this first, but obviously you have to know what you're offering. What is your value? Sure. I'll, I'll give you an example from me again having never done it before remember i came i'm just maybe six maybe 12 months ahead of a lot of people listening here if you don't sure. have a list or if you have a dusty list um i just basically had this podcast right healthy mm -hmm. wealthy wise and i had a weekly webinar right so the webinar was called the five secrets to selling success helping you increase your sales results in less time it was easy to pick those two things initially. And I say easy, even everything going on in my life and just died when I was starting right. to build the list. So keep that in mind and trying to homeschool and juggle all of the things. So I just, I didn't overthink it. I didn't do the self-sabotage analysis paralysis thing. Right. I was like, you know what? I just got to go in and get started and learn that process. Right. And so I knew I had these two options for people. I would call them and say, hey, how's it going? Quickly reconnecting with them. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, hey, by the way, I'd love for you to be one of my first people. Mm -hmm. I'm doing like this brand new, you could even say the word beta if you want. I'm doing this um, weekly email. It's inspiration, free tips, free motivation. I even have a webinar every week on how to increase your sales results online in this new normal. Would that benefit you? Right. No one, no one said no. Yeah. Like, sure. Would, right. <laughs> and you, you could even use the words like, can you do me a favor? Would you support me? So that helped me take away the fear right. of rejection or the fear of, oh, they like me, you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. So my first, to be totally candid with you, probably my first 500 to 750 were people from that category. Gotcha. And if I didn't get them on the phone, I messaged them on Facebook and or LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I reconnected and first asked, how are you? Because let me tell you, when my brother died, and, and this was, you know, actually, weirdly enough, he died just before the pandemic, but I noticed it really start from that same time is people were just spamming in Facebook and LinkedIn, like buy my stuff, join my team, yes. watch my video, blah, 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 really yeah. self-centered and really honestly stupid. Don't do it, guys. Stop it. And it still happens to me this to this day. And I felt so shattered. This guy was messaging the end of my brother's funeral. He kept persisting. There was no, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where my permission-based lead generation and list building came forth because I was like, I don't want to be that guy. Right. Yeah, so when I, I message someone on Messenger, it's like, how are you doing? How's the family? How's business? Do a little exchange. Say, oh, by the way, I have this email list. I'm sending out once a week great value. I have this podcast called Highs. I'd love to give you this opportunity to be inspired and encouraged in these crazies. Would you be interested? Nice. And 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 that's without a lead magnet. I mean, I guess you could say my webinar was a a free yeah. lead magnet, but that's what got me to two thousand. So to kind of go back to your your tips point is, you know, number one, if you can start with a warm market just to build the muscle. Yeah, it's just like Jim Rohn says in in health you know start with eating an apple a day quote unquote keeping the doctor away right mm -hmm. if you don't start there or drinking half your body weight in ounces of water where are you going to start everyone tries to do it all at once build right. the landing pages build a list you know all of the stuff so slow down get clear on how many people you want to talk to a day you mm -hmm. know that's the other thing is setting a specific and measurable goal and then 
you know, after I got through that, that first 2000 and delivering on those weekly webinars and like that, by then I had some content, by then I was also more confident in being able to create, you know what, maybe I could create some kind of an ebook mm-hmm. or a PDF. That's when I created my first downloadable lead magnet, which is a lead prospecting sheet and also a time budget or time management sheet. And so I didn't even have a real lead magnet or I just had my two landing pages, one for my web, one podcast and had conversations and brought in. So people think oftentimes they have to start, they have to have the offer yeah. first, they have to. So I like to say, no, no, start with the daily in producing activities, have a specific, specific goal, and then continually ask yourself, what else can I add to give value to these folks? and your emails like that is new. So it's, I hope that answered your question, but those are like the simplest. Absolutely does. Actually what really fostered even more of the question is I just got finished dropping an episode this morning um, that which which comes first, the chicken or the egg? But if we flip that into the space that we're in, what comes first, the audience or the product? And I'm a big fan of the audience comes first Mm -hmm. because if you go out there and, and, and this is a great way to start a conversation is if I go out there and, and I create this amazing product and they say, Hey, Lois, buy my product. You'd be like, I don't want that. It doesn't solve a problem I have. It doesn't, you, but I'm sitting there thinking, no, you really need this. No, I don't. Whereas if you build the audience first, like you were talking about building your list, mm-hmm. right? And then you're engaging them. You're having that conversation there. You, and if they're not already your warm market, you are warming them up with your weekly reach outs and you know getting uh, information back you begin to learn what it is they want and they need because if you're adding value they will engage with you they'll have a conversation on a webinar they'll jump into your facebook group they'll jump onto your dms and go oh my god that tip you sent me was amazing it got me over this hurdle or that hurdle does that make sense 100% yeah you uh, you made me remember something that i'm glad I understood this because, you know, and and Zig Ziglar was talking about being a wandering generality. Yes, I've sold essentially in four different industries. So um, I even asked someone, because part of the fear factor was there. I said, someone, would it be weird if this was, you know, a year and a half ago, if I started my own coaching business, we think I'm I'm kind of an imposter syndrome thing, you know, Mm -hmm. crept up for me. And they're like, Lois, I don't care what you're selling. I'm always going to be buying. I love you. So Ah, people buy you. They don't buy your product or service. It's it is that that law of attraction, and that's why it's so important for you to get clear on your value and who you are and what you have to give, and believing in yourself. Um, sales is service, also, and same time people want to be in your tribe. You know, they're they're gonna buy you have once they do. So absolutely, build your audience first. That's a great way. To- yeah. So I want to step back to the the your sales journey. As you mentioned, you've sold in in. Four, you said four different industries. What is it you think that helped you excel in sales? Thinking like a hunter, thinking like a farmer. Oh, okay. You 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 got you got to go deeper on that one. You can't just leave that there like that. I love that though. I can't take credit for it, right? Although everyone's borrowing everyone's stuff and just recycling. Yeah, but, whatever. <laughs> but I learned that in real estate um, because there there was you know in my journey. I, I did cold calling, right? Mm-hmm. I, my first listing was a Minnesota Viking and don't ask me how I got their phone numbers, but I was like, Ooh, I got all these Minnesota Vikings numbers. I'm just going to call them. Right. And, <laughs> and one of them got traded and called me back and I was like, sweet. So that got me excited about door knocking and cold calling. So I did that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the hunt approach. Okay. 
right? You're looking for almost, almost like, you know, an, uh, an apple to fall from the tree and hit you on the head kind of a thing. Um, gotcha. but then, you know, most sales happen on the fifth to 12th contact or follow. Mm-hmm. And I find that most people, and they're not great at it. Most people do struggle with lead generations, prospecting, getting people into. However, it really, the biggest, biggest downfall of most salespeople is that follow-up. Like there's mm. a statistic that 50% of salespeople give up on the second follow-up. Uh, and dude, you're leaving money on the table. So yeah. since I grew up on a, I saw you plant the seed, water, pull the weeds, you have sunshine. I do some fertilizer, touching that seed and loving on it and shining a light on it saying, Hey, I'm your father, your mother. I'm the guy that's going to, you know, be here when you, when you grow into a, you know, stock of corn or whatever. Sure. Right. Right. And so that's the harvest that everybody wants. Not everybody's willing to do the work and stay consistent in the follow-up. There was a study also that impressed, I'll never forget this when I was, you know, in my twenties selling real estate, there was a study done on, this is back with Hollis, of course, but they did (laughs) market research on a subdivision of 300 homes. They made a fictitious real estate agent, John Doe, we'll just call him John Doe. And they sent the subdivisions, big direct mail postcards with this John Doe's face, phone number, email, and a, a sold sign with happy couple, statistics of the neighborhood, all of these different things week after week after eight weeks straight, just one card a week. Okay. On week nine, they called every home and of the homes that they actually got feedback and answers from 80% of them said when asked, who would you sell with today? They said, oh, nice. So They've been conditioned that, almost. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And you know, that's a little scary, right? So you don't want you don't want that to happen. Like if you believe in yourself, you know, by not following up with someone, some someone in your profession who might be a total jackass, let's just right. say it can that, swoop in like it is. Yeah. And, and get that deal or that sale and, and not really serve that person to the deepest level that you yeah. probably can. So you know, there's there's fear of rejection, there's all these things that happen in sales. But if you think like a hunter, knowing that you know, there's that low hanging that could just land and knowing that that's not the norm, right? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. having that, um, I call it the eight touch philosophy and follow up. It shows that you're consistent. It shows that you're real. It shows yeah. that you have integrity. You're not a fly by night. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross used car salesman, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, exactly. That you're real. And so every profession has those salespeople that just are fly by night and not, not, not really there for their vocation. They're there for the quick buck. Real estate recession did definitely um, prove that as well. So anyway, that, and, that's and the, you've got to, and you know, and, and that's so true. I mean, we've got those. We 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 know the salesmen that were like you. You want to take a shower after you've finished talking to them. But on the other on this uh, other side of that, we hopefully we've all experienced that salesperson, right? Salesman, saleswoman, whatever that you know did do all the right things. They connected with you. They made you feel valued. They actually cared about what it is you wanted before they even tried to sell you their product or their service. I know we had an amazing realtor when we moved up here to Wisconsin and we looked for our first home around here. And of course we went through two or three and it's like, you know, we get home, take that shower. I was just mentioning and you're like, okay, we're, we're calling someone else. And we found our man, Dave and uh, you know, Dave took his time, you know, 
you know, and I was, I was joking saying it was a Midwest thing. It's not right. I've met folks like that all over the place, but he mm-hmm. did everything just like you were saying, you know, Hey, this isn't the right home. Oh, that's fine. You don't want this. You know, even when we would say, well, we could make it work. He says, no, you won't. You, you, you don't want this. You don't want to settle. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to settle, you know, and he took the time and, you know, showed us all the places finally landed. And then, um, about two years later, uh, grandpa wants to move out here. So who guess who we called? We called Dave. Hey. Dave, we've, so Dave has sold us two homes uh, as a result of just being the right kind of salesperson, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, for God, two, three years afterwards, it was still, you know, reaching out saying, hey, what's up? You know, we'll get the little things in the mail, the little, little cards, the little things that are probably part of his CRM, but it's that same follow-up sequence that's showing dude, I really care about you. Really. I'm, I'm still here. If you need me, if I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bugging you. Right. Um, so yeah. And, and so that, that leads me to the other question, because to me, it seems so easy. Why are so many people afraid of selling? I, I think it still comes down to believe it or not, when that boyfriend broke up with you in high school, um, that traumatic divorce, that event like I had where I really bought into the lie that I mm. was a failure. Sure. And 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 um and this is not <laughs> this may sound um self-serving and in some ways it is. Um most people have not been trained properly. Had I gone back and turned back the hands of time in 2000 when I started in real estate, had I not hired a coach mm-hmm. from day 1. That was young. I was impressionable. I was 21. I hadn't developed any bad habits yet in sales didn't have to unlearn anything (laughs) correct so and don't i mean i still had you know childhood abandonment issues and different things i still remember some of the people who said no to me they didn't want to list with me and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) you know but i got over that anyway so at the end of the day i hired a coach and i had a mentor and he was modeling exactly the sales process Mm -hmm. and i never didn't have a coach um for the longest time and it was those things that really helped me the ability commitment to excellence that selling is not a swear word means service yes finding a need and filling it that's why i actually quite honestly crazy why i call myself a sales coach because i want to shift the paradigm Mm -hmm. and help people unpack that word and self-discover why are you afraid of it and it's mostly because since there's such a lack of uh, such a lack of passion for sales is the highest planet i think it's it's unlimited income and and everybody's a salesperson you had to sell yourself to your spouse right to 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 get the the ring or whatever you had to um my kids are selling me all the time and how much they want candy and things of that nature right go to cabo with you next time yeah (laughs) (laughs) you you know you sold yourself on drinking that certain coffee every drinking you know so it's it's just like misconceptions and uh, and the the events in our lives that also i think take some of that excitement and that energy and then just i really i really believe that to be the case because and i'm not putting this down but there's even a lot of coaches out there who nlp and Mm -hmm. and scripts and and in some ways i think that's great and in some ways it it also might come across as as, uh, I, this is what some people have said to me, um, manipulative and and still kind of pushy. So I just think the word and the industry as a whole could use a total makeover yeah. um, to help yeah. people understand that. Because I've heard so many times, oh, no, I'm not a sales. Uh-uh. 
nope, I'm not. And I can almost predict their income when they say that, right? Because it's it's definitely or or when they're DMing, they're dropping into your you know DMing your inbox like you were mentioning before. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, I'm not trying to sell you thing. Well, yes, you are. I I, I know where this conversation is going, right? You sent me a friend request, and this is here's one of the cool things. I, I'll have shared this with you. Someone sends me a friend request on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to, I'm probably going to accept it unless you have something that says crypto manager or Bitcoin <laughs> in your banner. And I'm probably not going to accept it. I'm so tired of those guys. Anyway, um, I'm probably going to accept it. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to DM you say, Hey, Lois, it's nice to e-meet e you, right? Thank mm -hmm. you for the friend request. What prompted you to reach out to me? Yep. Right. And, and I'm just and because I'm honestly curious. There's so many amazing people that are out there. Mm -hmm. What what in my feed made you say, I want to connect with Tracy? Mm -hmm. And obviously that sparks a good conversation a lot of times. But then there's other times where the first thing they do is they copy and paste whatever message they're being taught to send. Say, hey, I'm interested in this. I thought you were a coach and you know, I can help you build your coach to $50,000 a month in, in, you know, in, in three days, you know, and I'm like, so you reached out to me just to pitch me. Well, yeah. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Good luck with your endeavors. Because like you mm -hmm. said, that's that, you know, uh, you know, that don't be that guy or, mm -hmm. or that gal, right? You want to have that conversation. And I've had a few of them where we get a good conversation, they finally say, oh, well, I could help you with that because something I said to them, once we built that rapport, I'll, I'll share a struggle. And they're like, oh, you're having trouble with that? I just happened to have a free download or free video over my YouTube. Can I send yeah. you the link? Sure, send me the link and I'll go look at it. It's that permission-based thing that you were just talking about a little while ago. Yeah. Yeah, I teach that, that uh, in a five-day challenge. It's uh, one hour for over five days each day. And I teach on how to do that and how to do it with excellence, how to actually not just send random requests just because someone looks like they might be a quote-unquote ideal uh, target customer. There's there's a whole formula there. And, and um, that's what I teach because I, I got overwhelmed when the pandemic hit. And mm -hmm. like I said, the, the messaging during my, my brother's funeral weekend, but then just didn't want to not only not be that person, I just knew that everybody's online and I, I didn't have a choice. I right. had to adapt and find a way. And um, that's when I was reminded of Seth Godin's two books um, from 1999 and 2001, Tribes, mm -hmm. phenomenal book. Um, and then of course, permission-based market. In that book, if you guys check it out, he talks about even building. He talks about, um, it's, 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 it's a long time ago, so it's 20 years old now, but he sets the stage for social media conversations. It's, it's really good. And so I do highly recommend those books as well, of course, as my, my five day course that I'm, I'm going to give to your audience for. Absolutely. I was just going to say, deal. Yeah, you got to do that. I, I'm actually making myself a note about Seth Godin. Wasn't Seth Godin the, per the same guy who wrote, what was it? The Purple Cow? Yes. Yeah. I read The Purple Cow. I didn't read The Tribes. I definitely, have. yeah, he's got some good stuff. All right. <laughs> Ooh, I, I want to be mindful of your time. We've just been hanging out here, BSing, basically, sharing stories, which is, I think, the best kind of conversation. Absolutely. Um, but like you, like you, uh, I want to do two things here. I want to make sure you get a chance to uh, plug your podcast and, and all oh, the yeah. goodness there. But before we do that, I have to ask my canned question. Okay, Ooh. because you're on the dark horse entrepreneur and clearly given the story you shared, you have felt like a dark horse at some time in your life, I would imagine. Yes. 
Yes, yes. How did you navigate that that dark horse persona to finally, you know, gain some some traction and some success? Well, for better or for worse, you know, um, for me, it's not quite the same. I, I, I always felt like the black sheep of my family always was kind of weird and different. And so when I think of dark horse, it's almost kind of like, well, tell me I can't do something to prove you wrong. Yeah, thank mentality. you. <laughs> so last year when I had that breakthrough in that mastermind meeting and I finally took the monkey off my back and got rid of all the Nelly Ancies and all of that. For me, it was, it was just, yeah, kind of like a underdog, you know, just coming, coming back. It was my comeback year. And that's what I see a dark horse winning a race is yeah. coming from behind. Um, so to speak, no one's betting on them and all of that kind of stuff. So I, I kind of use that quote unquote negativity as as fuel to fire me to get to the finish line so i there we go that's like a, an, another metaphor and analogy but for me it was building that mindset daily um finding and speaking my truth uh, really actually reconnecting to my spiritual self and coming back to center is how i navigated that of course having my coach there to uh, cheer me on along the way you clearly are a big fan of having a coach which i i'm not surprised by at all i'm a, I'm a big <laughs> fan as well obviously um so thank you um again i'm going to step back from the mic and shut up with my back right now and i want you to you know tell us about the goodness that is the healthy wealthy and wise podcast what you got going on and you know where they can check you out if they want to know more about miss kofi awesome well um you can definitely go to healthy and wealthies.com and and it's not healthy and it's not the word and there's an mm. n between healthy and wealthy that's where you'll see actually your interview um <laughs> that's already up and the prince interview and all that kind of stuff so I, I keep that updated and, and you can even subscribe there and, and um, get my emails and, and experience my email welcome campaign. Um, if you want to study, uh, that's what I also encourage you guys study those who have gone to sign up for their email list. You can always unsubscribe, right? But right. if you want to really get good at email marketing and email campaigns and list building, it's good to study other ones, see what you like yeah. and what you don't like. That's really a lot of what I did last year. So check that out. I do stream live every Friday inside of my Facebook so if you guys want to find out um, how to to get there, you can also guys.com and we are I'm bringing in health experts, wealth experts and people who have some innate, powerful, life giving wisdom to essentially help salespeople to self discover their highest and best self and, and be as as balanced as you can be um in these interesting times yes. that we're in for sure. Absolutely. And we'll definitely we'll drop the links in the show notes so the folks listening can just click their way through and and get right to you okay you mentioned the uh the the uh the little pro the little course you want to give to the dark horse folks talk to me yes yes and this is this is only only for vips so this da, da, da. is because tracy's amazing so i had <laughs> that course i was telling you about um it's a five-day permission-based lead generation and sales mastery course so basically it's meant to be done as your own five-day challenge mm -hmm. um, and you go out there and the goal is to generate a hundred leads in five days. So that's, that's the end game and uh, really hone in on your target market. Where are you going to find these people? How are you that? And some of the, the very basic scripts that I use to help you develop that muscle 
over a five-day period, and it's normally $497. Um, I gave you the the link. It's bit.ly forward slash Tracy Lead Gen, so you can put that in the show notes. And then the promo code, so instead of paying $497, you get it for $1, um, is in all caps, get G-E-T-L-E-A-D-S. All right, and that's a bitly shortened. We'll definitely get that that link down in the show notes so people can check out that that is money right there y'all <laughs> no literally not I'm, that's not even a i'm not even making a, a statement that's that's money <laughs> yeah when you think about one if that's just a fun fact you know they do say you know one a good email list of a thousand so if you have a hundred you're one tenth of the way there mm-hmm. one email list of really quality permission-based i believe permission-based right. actual subscribers who lo- will fall in love with you and buy your stuff that's a million dollar asset right there over the yeah. lifetime of your business so absolutely. i want to get you you know one tenth way there so i hope you guys enjoy that absolutely i'm, I'm sure they will it's funny a brief story so way back in my early days when i talk about i was building an email list back in the 90s and um, it was really, it was all focused around uh, public speaking uh, for the oh, most cool. parts. And uh, I was big into public speaking at the time. And it, you heard the story of my daughter. So that got me on that trail. So I was trying to share that with everybody. And, you know, they really didn't have the avenues, you know, the, the net wasn't far enough to really share content, like, except mm-hmm. for in the email list. So uh, I started this, uh, an easy like a newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just dropping the value every week, dropping the value every week. I didn't have anything to, to to sell yet and this is what it comes back to you, you build the audience you'll figure out what they want um but one of the things that really stuck with me was i, I there was it was uh, thanksgiving weekend or thanksgiving week right the kids were off you know and i hadn't sent my email yet and i usually send it on fridays and uh, we sat down to thanksgiving on thursday night and there was just this moment right where i was looking around going i am really thankful right now you know the smell is in the air my mom and dad were over sitting around the table and uh, after the 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 break between dinner and uh, dessert i went over to my computer and i just i typed that thankfulness into an email which is spontaneous Mm. here's what's going on here's this moment i just wanted to share it with you it's got nothing to do with public speaking i hope you're having an amazing I hope you have this kind of amazing moment on your day of thanks as well, right? I got more emails in response to that one email than any other one I ever had because they're, it just clicked with them. It resonated with them. And that was the moment I think I realized, you know what? Stop just pandering to the, the crowd. Just let just be you. This, it, and if you are feeling, uh, right, are you feeling, hey, right, share it. Let them know. Because they felt that too. They realized, oh, shoot, he's just like me. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's what a lot of people want. They don't just want the guy who's up on the, you know, up on the mountain preaching down, hey, here's how you need to do these things. You take these steps and that makes you successful. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh my gosh. 110%. Because that's one of the things that I learned this past year, just to kind of bring it home for all of you, mm-hmm. is I did that. I wore my heart in my sleeve last year. I shared my story and people came to me and actually I I made 40 grand in one week after my lead gen course because people always you were so real. 
you're saying things that I've heard before from probably 10 other people, but your story and your authenticity yeah. and realness is refreshing. And so, oh my gosh, if you do exactly what Tracy said, you'll faking it till you make it and get rid of right. that freaking mask that we've already, you know, everyone is tired of that, especially through the pandemic. Sure. Um, I think, I think that'll, that'll make you money than being, oh, do I have the perfect funnel? Right. There it is. And insert mask joke here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Lois, I definitely appreciate your time and you hanging out so much. And of course, for this amazing offer, I'm sure a number of folks are going to jump on right away. Any parting words of wisdom you'd like to leave us with? Oh, I love my favorite quote. I share this whenever I get this opportunity. And I, I took a, a page out of Jim Rohn's book because I love Jim Rohn growing up with him. I was like, I'm gonna be him when I grow up. He always said, Lois, discipline your disappointments. Mm. And then I added and never give up. So yeah. discipline your disappointments and never give up. If someone unsubscribes from the list, might be disappointing, but guess what? You're still alive and someone else is going to come and fill that gap. So disappointments. And oh, we can't even add to that. We're going to leave that right there. Awesome. Thank you well, so much for having me. No, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I definitely appreciate you. Whew, there you have it, my Dark Horse friends and family. Lois Kofi dropping some amazing inspirational knowledge bombs on us. What thoughts resonated with you? Well, you know, here's a few thoughts that clicked with me. Thought number one. Are you in a toxic business or industry? Now, Lois, early in her career, was on the path to be a sports journalist with ESPN, right? How cool would that be? However, there were concerns with what she, as a woman in that industry, would have to do in order to get ahead. So she evaluated her inner self versus that path and set off on another path. Now, so many, I think, aren't willing or just do not do the inner work and they follow a potentially toxic path to a less than positive outcome. So this week, I want to share some more on that topic in episode 193, five signs that you're on the right path in business and in life. Thought number two, your contacts and influence, or actually it should be building your contacts and influence, right? During her time in real estate, Lois learned the benefits of having a well-populated CRM. She learned the value of being influential and bringing value to those in that CRM and within her sphere of influence. Now, I'm sure this is probably one of the key factors to her success in, in real estate, and it wasn't until that COVID hit and the personal tragedies that hit just prior that she began considering the value of an email list. An email list she didn't have, didn't had, she didn't have, and she went all in and she built a list from zero to 2000 in the first three months. And she kind of walked us through how she did that, right? Now I want to dive a little bit deeper into this topic on Friday in episode 194, building your online influence in only 30 minutes a week. Thought number three. Have you squashed your dream? Now, Lois was insightful enough during her journey to reflect inward and see what the sea that she had squashed her dream. And it was at this point that she set upon a new path to reignite that dream. She was determined to fire it up and figure it out. And figure it out she did. So here's the question. Have you squashed your dream? Now Thursday in the Dark Horse Tribe Facebook group, I'm going to go live and add some thoughts I have about why you should be going after your dreams 
despite the fear. And then thought number four, have a coach to help you. Now, early in her career, Lois had a coach and became highly successful in her real estate career. Later on, when Lois pivoted, you heard her say, quote, I need a coach. And she hired a coach. The coach told her, Lois, you have so much to give. Let's get you going and get your sales training out there. So here's the question. You know it's coming. Do you have a coach? Have you considered having a coach? Now, Tuesday in the Dark Horse uh, Tribe Facebook group, I'm going to go live and share the six reasons I think you should have a coach. So what in ideas or expiring tips and thoughts resonated with you from Lois today? Whatever they were, take some time. That's right. Take some time today and write them down and then, yeah, put them into action. Get out there, run your race, get your results, and then let me hear about them. Seriously, you can email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Share the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you gain from them. And I'll bring you on the show and let you tell your story. And if you don't want to be interviewed, I'd be happy to share your story with everyone else out in the audience. All right, so next week, our interview guest is Jason Sherman. And Jason, as I mentioned, is a successful entrepreneur, an award-winning filmmaker, a published author, a tech startup expert, a classically trained violinist, and a journalist. And he's been featured in several media outlets, including Wall Street Journal, USA Today, The Verge, ABC News, and was featured... Uh, or excuse me, was a featured speaker on Fox Emmy Award-winning futurist TV show, Exploration Earth 2050. He shares some amazing insights and some great tips with us. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Now, you may have noticed that I only called out two solo episodes this week in my thoughts that I added in. That's because we're doing a quick uh, content publishing shift. On Wednesday and Friday, I'm going to continue to do the solo episodes. They'll be published uh, out here to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast, much as they, as they have been for the past few months. So if you want to catch the tips from Tuesday and Friday, then you just keep on listening to the podcast. However, the lives that we have been doing recently and then turn around and publishing into the podcast, the lives I'm going to leave on the platforms that the lives are shared on. So if you want to catch those tips uh, that come via the lives, you're going to want to definitely come join us in the Dark Horse Tribe Facebook group. The link is down in the show notes and I look forward to seeing you in there and serving you directly any way I'm able to. Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and the inspirational stories from the amazing guests that I'm lucky enough to bring on the show. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button right there. That's right. Drop us a five-star rating. Leave us some kind words in the reviews. Heck, tell me some topics you'd like to hear covered. Maybe some guests you think we should bring on to the show. And Because trust me, I read every single review that comes through. And of course, do not keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.